Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. You are listening live from Coral Springs, Florida, where this afternoon, the Root Dog Show in the Motor City Madmouth here on the South Florida Tribune Broadcasting Network Unite in crazy South Florida. And Root Dog, now that we've had a chance to do a Super Bowl project together, okay, and the guy knows the difference between Dade Broward and he's about to learn Palm Beach County, what are your thoughts about our dynamic tri-county area? You know, I like it here. It's uh, it's a place where lots of people come to, to, to patronize, but I'm not patronizing. I'm just merely saying there's a lot of people in Miami. Less in Fort Lauderdale, but more in Miami. We had a lot yesterday going on. It was a very busy day yesterday, uh, but our impact was absolutely fantastic. We reached out. We talked to a lot of people. We had Justin Simmons on, Howard Balzer. Um, Eric Kippel was Eric on there. Eric Kippel was, was there. He was absolutely fantastic. And I think more importantly, it was really what we, the sense of what we got from all the players. I mean, it's Solomon Wilcox was there, Rod Woods. I mean, the who of who was right. there at this minus the who and no no Robert Daltrey, if you can make that reference to who the who is. But uh, <laughs> and this isn't a Dr. Seuss book either. But, you know, we really got a lot of great things out of that uh, that media day, that, that, that one lowly day where we just had one day to do as much as humanly possible. And everybody else just kind of came with it. So it was a great outcome. Yeah, well, who can forget the fact that you and I were able to go to the Fox Press Conference and had a chance to get a little bit of sound. I got another nice picture with Joe Buck and a great interview with uh, Mike Pereira. So, you know, I, listen, we piled a lot into a one day, but you and I are animals. We're outright animals. You and I are proven on our broadcast, okay, and tell them what it is. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's a Motorman and Rude Dog podcast. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And I think you're talking about the Fox conference. Yeah. We were really able to get a lot out of it. Talked to a lot of great people. I interviewed uh, Trey Aikman. He was there. He was fantastic. Of course, couldn't get a word in edgewise because either he was talking a lot or the people asking questions were just firing away questions to him left or right. Erin uh, Andrews was there. She was on point. A lot of people were talking about women's rights in the NFL and uh, having a female referee in the in the regular season and the postseason play as well to call some of these fouls, some of these penalties rather on the sidelines. Uh, a lot of female coaches. Jen Welter was there as well. Uh, so a, a lot of a lot of progression for women in sports, and I think it's just going to become that much better from that standpoint. Michael Vick was across the way and. I had, uh, I'm not going to give the whole interview away because I just, you know, it's just one of those things I don't want to do. But you see Michael Vick there, and you're just kind of wondering, is that tattoo still on the side of his neck? Yeah, the tattoo's still on the side of his neck. <laughs> which doesn't take away from, from, from the topic or, or what we were actually talking right. about, which was Lamar Jackson. Where does he rank? Where is he going to be in the next five to ten years? Uh, maybe in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. As long as he keeps the kind of play uh, style and his type of fluidity outside of the pocket, as well as making smarter decisions inside the pocket, get rid of the ball right. when he needs to. Uh, I, you know, it's just it was it was fantastic. It was a great experience all the way around. Yeah, my experience with Mike Pereira was really good because it allowed me to really show my age and my birth certificate by being able to go out there and talk about the days when once upon a time CBS did the NBA. 
And you don't want to hear my singing voice, but you'll hear it anyways. You'll see the best in basketball when you watch the NBA on CBS. And if you have a Memorex, okay, and you're looking to break a glass, you probably got an opportunity to do that. (laughs) Or maybe this is a bad alarm clock here, which probably will wake you up out of bed after listening to that rendition of Once Upon a Time, the NBA on CBS. I'm already awake. Uh, Honestly, I do not remember that. Yeah, but if you were, well, of course. uh, (laughs) Before my time. Yeah, it's like a little. You're 11 years younger than I am. You would remember it. <laughs> I don't get that at all. But, but at any rate, I think what was nice about it, my time with Mike Pereira, however, was I talked about Mindy Rudolph uh, of CBS, who was one of the first pioneers in actually going ahead and bringing referees behind the microphone. And now, obviously, uh, once Mike Pereira got on, the rest of the networks are following suit because we all know that like it, life is a copycat type of thing. Many years ago, we'll take it back in time when the Detroit Lions introduced the two tight ends of David Hill and Charlie Sanders, the Dallas Cowboys implemented that two tight ends. And then when we needed the shotgun, okay, and Roger Staubach, everybody's using the shotgun. Who the hell in their right mind would copycat if it's good, or we would call it copycat? <laughs> no copycat at all. Exactly. This, this is a copycat leak. Other teams learn from other dynamics and other things and other types of play calling. Look, there's no way you can tell me that one particular team is not going to use something that other that the other team is using. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to put that in my handbook. Right. I'm going to make sure I write that down because we're going to use it later on. You know, it, it's really about understanding understanding the game. Jimmy Johnson really made a solid reference to this yesterday when I was talking to him, like everybody else was talking to him. But he was talking about the Dolphins, talking about the Cowboys. Of course, he doesn't get paid to, to, to coach a team anymore. But what he does understand is drafting the right players, going about it the right way, making sure that those players are not only just physical, but they're very intelligent. And they exhibit that in the classroom, exhibit that in the film room. Being able to diagnose offense, being, to di- uh, being able to diagnose the defense as well, and really making a run. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Johnson won a Super Bowl. I mean, it just it just goes, stands to reason that he adapted a lot of things that he recognized throughout his coaching career. Right. And and hopefully other teams will will pay adherence to that. So you know what, Jimmy knows what he's talking about. And when I was listening to him, it was like it, it was complete fluidity. I mean, he almost didn't stop. And and at times at times it almost sounded as if he was frustrated. People were talking about Jerry Jones and and the fact that. Uh, you know, Jason Garrett couldn't get it done in, in Dallas, and he was very adamant uh, about how maybe this is the right fit for him somewhere else, and not necessarily in the Cowboys system. Of course, right. Kellen Moore is there; he's the new, uh, he's going to be the play caller. Mike McCarthy is a guy already won a Super Bowl. He did it with Brett Favre, did it with Aaron Rodgers. He, he, he's already been there, done that. I think more, more importantly, from Jimmy Johnson's standpoint, it's him being able to analyze all 32 teams, being objective about those 32 teams. And because he's been there, done that for many years, you know as well as I do, right. Scott, that he's a guy that's going to help others adapt and be that much better if they would just listen to what he was saying. Right. Well, the one thing I can say about Jimmy Johnson, and uh, by the time I got around saying anything to him, I just said, your restaurant's really good in Key Largo. I enjoy it. Boom. That was about it. But let's not – I'll just say this about Jimmy Johnson. Here's a guy that won two championships with the Dallas Cowboys, and he should have won thir- three – but Jerry Jones decided to part company, and Barry Switzer got the gift of a lifetime. And no, I'm not talking about a piece of jewelry from Jared. I'm talking about a piece of jewelry from Jimmy. 
okay, because Barry Switzer had nothing to do with it. All he was was just say, I can motivate Jimmy's players, not mine, okay? And all of a sudden, you find yourself with a unique part of history where you won a championship in college and pros, even though that one he didn't deserve. And Jimmy should own three. But justice was served this year. Jimmy Johnson's going to the Hall of Fame, period. It, Barry Switzer time. is not going in the Hall of Fame, so the much. Pro Football Hall of Fame, because after all, you know, he's just lucky to get that uh, Barry Switzer was fortunate to even have a coaching job in the NFL, to be quite honest with you. I understand he proved it at, at the collegiate level, but the fact alone that he was able to go in with Jer- with with, um, uh, with with players that already belong to a Super Bowl winning coach in Jimmy Johnson. Now, you can have the same conversation about what happened when Coach Bill Cowher left the Steelers. Here comes Mike Tomlin. After so many years, so many failures, so many epic playoff problems that, that Bill Cowher had, Bill Cowher now going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Right. It was announced that on the CBS set. Right. Whether or not they, they play partiality, we were talking to Howard Balzer yesterday in regards to who gets in, what's right. the criteria. We don't really know exactly. He's not going to say it anyway, even if he did. He's not well, no, it. that's where you're dead wrong. And hear me out, okay? I'm okay. challenging you on I'm this listening. one, okay? All right. I'm challenging you. Guys like Howard Balzer have been doing it for a long time, and they know the inner workings of how the politics are played. That's why I brought that question Hence, up in the first place. Mm-hmm. And and I know, having covered four Super Bowls, he's not the only writer that I've ever spoken to, just the only writer that I've actually taken it to this extreme to give me the inner workings of the whole thing. Granted. So there is a lot of politicking. For example, when Derek Thomas was inducted into the Hall of Fame, he had to wait a year, and then we got this guy in. You know, it's just a politicking game amongst everybody is what it is. But Howard gave you more in-depth information, okay, than a lot of people because we had the time and I set up the question in such a manner that obviously he was able to give us what we needed and he was great about doing it. Right, right. Well, we're we're, we're not going to give the entire interview away. Well, no, no. I'm just trying to go ahead and whet your appetite about it. No, I'm I'm talking about how politics, and we were talking about this with with Howard as well, about how, for some reason, Drew Pearson may never get in. He's been on the finalist list for how many years and never got the chance to go in. A lot of guys have, have been that way as well. And I'm sure they were in very similar situations. My question is, is I understand the criteria. I understand that it has been a hundred years worth of NFL talent to, to, to start the boards. And we talk about the early goings with the Steelers in 33, Lions in 34. You know, you could talk about all these teams that have so many fantastic players that you're not going to get in on the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time. Right. I mean, heck, their guy's been waiting there for 14 years. Well, heck, you know what? Floyd Little, a guy in Denver, ultimately got in. Okay, we're not in a position where I care about when Terrell Owens got in, so you got to go to Tennessee and knock Sean <laughs> Ganton. I don't care. That's the biggest farce I've ever, ever seen. I, really, I, Terrell, I, I, get I, I, over I, I, it, man. <laughs> well, Terrell's one of those guys that uh, and me and him had kind of be Twitter spat, if you will, right? Uh, that he was trying to call out how uh, how he wasn't getting into Hall of Fame, and that Emmett Smith Emmett Smith himself should have been paid for all that time and effort, and energy with a new contract because he'd already proven himself time and time again that he can get it done, right? With every carry. Temple University is ranked among the top fifty public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. That he made, I mean, he, he, he led them to multiple Super Bowls, so it's not as if Evan Smith wasn't worth the shake, but right. Terrell Owens had skipped around from here to there to here to there. He was the Eagles, he was 
you know, he, he and he I wonder why. Well, he wore out his welcome everywhere he went. Well, really? You're going to bring your agent over to your house that you're going to have lifting weights. You're going to throw your damn quarterback under the bus, not throwing every, and then you're blasting every offensive coordinator. You can't get along with your own damn shadow. Really? There comes a point where, uh, you know, it's one thing in our industry to move from job to job to job because you're actually trying to go out there and find an opportunity until you reach where you want to go. This guy was moving around from team to team to team, albeit he didn't kill anybody or smack anybody around. Because because he wore out his welcome everywhere, and he couldn't get along with his own shadow alone, whether it's an offensive coordinator, or head coach, and that I think probably even though morals and ethics aren't supposed to be incorporated into the voting, that doesn't mean that you're going to wonder whether the guy was a cancer inside of a uh, locker room because a lot of these guys are. He's just smart enough that he never took it Antonio Brown territory that filmed the stupid thing. Don't get me wrong, Rudy. Terrell Owens is arguably one of the best wide receivers, okay, in football. Mm -hmm. He got in there, not like he waited five or ten years, but when there's a log jam at, at a certain position, certain guys are going to get in there ahead of others, okay? Right. Randy Moss over Terrell Owens. Who would you take? Well, so Randy Moss Me too. twice on Sunday. Exactly. I mean, well, that's what I'm telling you. There's a reason to take him. I, I think Terrell Owens, to a certain extent, did have a valid argument. The problem I have with Terrell Owens is that he made it a federal case every single year. He over-exacerbated the ability for him to get into a finals conversation to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, if we take positions out of it, right, if we, right. we're not talking about free safety, we're not talking about corners, nickelback, we're not talking about any position. If we're talking about players, guys who played humbly, who knew and recognized that every single down could be their last down. We've seen it with Andrew Luck this past season. He called it quits after he had been in the league for no more than seven years. So you tell me, a guy... In his position, with his with his capabilities, he could have played easily another five or six years. Right. Easily. But the reason why he didn't get in, and he'll probably never get in the Hall of Fame, maybe the Ring of Honor for the Colts, as far as that's concerned, right. if they have such a thing there, is it, because of the kind of person that he was, the leader that he was in the locker room. Why Terrell Owens didn't get that is because of all those shenanigans, because of the cup of popcorn that he decided to throw in his face. Thank Pulling you. a Sharpie out of his Well, actually, his, I liked that cup. one. I thought it was it good. Was, it, it, it was funny. Yeah. But again, at the, <laughs> at, at the same time, those are the types of shenanigans that voters have to look at. Is right. this guy a team obliterator? Right. Again, you brought up Antonio Brown. Good example. As a matter of fact, the judge just released him off a of house arrest today. Right. By the way. Uh, whether or not they removed the ankle bracelet or well, if he they wants did. to wear it yeah, as... Did. Okay, okay. I didn't know if he wanted well, I, to wear... I, did, I looked into that. If he okay. wanted to wear around his neck or anything like that, it's some type well, of... I think a lot of around. things he should wear around I, his I neck today. I don't know. Today. Maybe, a, a, mentioned maybe, maybe a think collar, a muzzle. Yeah, I don't have a noose around his neck. A muzzle. That probably oh, that would have too. been better. Okay. But I think Antonio Brown, one of those guys that, that imploded himself. And the reason why he got kicked off of all these teams was because of things that he was doing outside of the league, right? Whereas right. Terrell Owens was a guy who was a team obliterator inside a locker room on the field and making everybody just look look stupid. Right. Instead, it backfired on him. That's why it had taken so long for voters to get in. Now, right. again, we're not talking about position. We're talking about players. We're talking about right. from, from the perspective of are they going to be on the field and be the contributors? Are they going to be in the locker room and be the leaders? Are they going to be the guys that these teams need to help move them in different ways? Right. I'll, I'll go back to Jimmy Johnson for a minute. Jimmy Johnson has stated that it's not about the players they get. It's the type of picks that they make and the right. guys that actually stick. Right? Case in point, Mika Fitzpatrick. Leaves the Miami Dolphins because he was playing out of position. He was playing the nickel. Right. right? right. He wasn't playing corner. He was playing the nickel. 
he's not great in the nickel. He knows that out of um, out of FSU. He's not that guy. What happens? Comes over to the Steelers, goes to the Pro Bowl. He wouldn't have gone to the Pro Bowl had he stayed in Miami because he didn't play in the natural position right. in which he exited college to begin with. I interviewed Mika Fitzpatrick when he was picked by the Dolphins in 2018, and I asked him, I said, so what do you think about this? You can go to the interview. You can go check it out on, on the RudeDogShow.com if you want to look at the interview, look at the interview. Find me on YouTube. I'm there too. But his basic understanding was is I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do what they asked me to do. No questions asked. Didn't fabricate. Didn't lie. He did what he needed to do. The problem was that wasn't his effective position. Right. So he comes over to the Steelers. Has uh, four, I think four or six interceptions, one for a touchdown, pick six, and just obliterates every single team defensively, which keeps the Steelers in the playoff hunt because of the defense, right? Defense wins championships. Right. That's not always the case. I, I think that's probably a 70 30 thing, right? Because we remember the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl 50. Right. Aiden Manning was not the best, was not at his best. But what he did have was Von Miller. He already had Justin Simmons in the background. We'll talk about Justin in a minute. Well, he was there. He wasn't in the Pro Bowl. wasn't selected Pro Bowl, which I think is a crying shame, but that's another story. Right. Um, but Mika Fitzpatrick comes over to the Steelers. He keeps him in there defensively. A lot of teams need to get those kind of picks. Ryan Clark went on record and said, you know what? That was, that was dumb. Right. Why did the Steelers do that? They gave up a first-round pick at a quarterback. A quarterback, mind you. The Steelers still need a quarterback. There's no question. Mason Ruff, I don't know if that's the, he's the answer. I don't know if Duck is the answer either. Right. But more, more importantly, when I interviewed Justin, to kind of segue into that Justin Simmons interview, Justin was very, uh, very informative. It's a contract year for him. Whether right. or not the Denver Broncos resign him or not is another story. Uh, but – but, again, another guy who deserves a Pro Bowl nod that didn't get it. I'll give you another good example. Um, when you look at Mika Fitzpatrick, he got the nod because they traded him at the right time. It was right. like, you know what, the Dolphins need a, need another pick. Well, they can have all the picks they want. Of course, we're in Miami, and I'm not partial to Miami at all whatsoever. Right. No, I'm not I even partial to the Dolphins if you want to go there. Right. Uh, but it's really about where the Dolphins are and their – phonetic and infinite wisdom right. to get the guys that they need, the right picks, the right people, the right personnel in order to make an impact and a difference for this Miami Dolphins team in 2020. All right, let me point out a couple things that you brought up, and I want to elaborate on those if I may. Okay, number one, the word shenanigans nails it with Terrell Owens. There were way too many. Sometimes in our business, you want to try to find the right adjective, word, noun, whatever to describe. Shenanigans definitely kept him out longer. Getting it on the third ballot or fourth ballot, big stinking deal. That's item number one. Get that off my chest, okay? Okay. Now, I do you feel better? Oh, no, I don't know if I feel better. I just love doing it. Who cares? Whatever. But the reality of the situation is that Don Shula once coined a phrase. He told it to me many years ago when I was coming to uh, fish. And he said the key to making anybody successful is you have to cater their strengths. Bingo. The Miami Dolphins knew that Mika Fitzpatrick didn't. That they were looking to stockpile draft choices. You got to remember when they let him go to Pittsburgh, they were looking to pile up a lot of draft choices. They didn't think Mika Fitzpatrick was the immediate answer to what they were doing right away. Was it a trade that this is one of those deals that potentially, if the personnel decision gets it right, benefits both teams? Nothing wrong with that. Pittsburgh needed them, could work out. Now, I think that when you look look at the uh, some of the hole and. That's what it comes down to. You have to have a guy play at a natural position. doesn't mean he's a bad player. It depends if, if it fits and fits. 
Now, let me talk about a reference that we had yesterday while we were at the Super Bowl, mm. which I think has been really a lot of fun as we worked on since you've been to town. Mm. And that's this, okay? B- both you and I have been doing this for a while now. And the thing that I've really enjoyed, especially now that you're in town, is that you play off of my strengths, I play off of yours, okay? I had a lot of fun going in the media center, uh, media room, lining up the guests, and then once we were able to talk to them, it worked out well. We took your experience and my experience and my connections, mind you, and with the help of your lovely wife, uh, Janet, to pull this trifecta off so that we become a lot more efficient you know, at least what we've done, well, short-term and long-term. Mm-hmm. And as you're able to build up a system which caters to what you're able to do, mm-hmm. then everybody is able to uh, perform at a high level based on what their capabilities are. That doesn't mean that you don't learn other things. Not the point. Mm-hmm. But the point is, in life, you have to feed off strengths and uh, improve from your weaknesses so that you're able to come up to speed in a lot of ways. Where am I going with all this, okay? The Pittsburgh Steelers made a fine trade. Miami could make a fine trade. And Terrell Owens is in the Hall of Fame, even though he didn't celebrate it there. Big deal. But deep down inside, I'll bet he probably will regret it down the road. That, you know, it wasn't a bad idea, but I was trying to make a statement. The problem was during his playing career, he made too many statements, which caused those shenanigans to multiply. Now, I will tell you, though, the Sharpie Act was pretty entertaining. I enjoyed that. I don't like a lot of these uh, types of celebrations. But some of the reasons that I get turned off by a lot of leagues, though, Rudy, is I don't like too much drama, okay? And I don't like too much talk outside the lines with these guys. They're entertainers. They're athletes. I think you have to do what you've got to do. And that's where being old school for me is a situation where I struggle with that. You know, there, there's a lot of situations where oh, former players would come into these NFLPA meetings, right? The Players Association, if you don't know what the NFLPA is, you should really go check that out. But the NFLPA is designed to help guys get acclimated to the system and continually do so throughout their NFL career. And in some cases, and that's where the NFL alumni comes into play, right? Because you played 10 years in the league, you've done your, you've done your pedants, and now you're having medical problems. And I'm going to talk about Eric Hipple for a minute. Right. Uh, because those those exit interviews, those exit conversations with the team that you were playing for, you've now experiencing and continue to experience a mental breakdown, situations, uh, medically you're not right. You know, you have all of a sudden you can't remember your With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last name. You don't know who your wife is. You get in an argument with her uh, over something absolutely dumb, like a piece of lint in your pocket when she washed your jeans. What I'm saying is, is that 
when you're done playing in the league, you have resources. Eric Kippel pointed us out to a couple solid resources. And and when I had mentioned to him to contact uh, the entity that, that, that I deal with, that, that I do work for in, in Simkovich Cranial Institute, and, and everybody can find that at SimkovichCranialInstitute.com, it's really about getting the player the help that they truly, honestly need. And a lot of these guys have gone through the motions. They've, they've gone through, you know, doctors, that, that neurologists, uh, they call them head doctors, whatever they are, have not been able to solve. And from Eric's own mouth, in that conversation, he right. stated that they don't get the help that, that they need from a mental standpoint because we can have all the physical makeup, we can look good, and we can be retired from the league, and we have guns, and, you know, we want to show them off, bang, bang, bang. But at the end of the day, it's about your health from top to bottom, inside and out. And mentally, these guys need some serious help. Well, let me tell you this. One of the guys I have on my network, Bill Winters, I know you don't know him. You've probably seen the name around. Sounds familiar. Okay. But at any rate, him and I do a broadcast once or twice a week. Plus, he's on the sports exchange a lot, too. So I like Bill. I ride him because, number one, he wants to uh, be able to uh, build on his broadcasting career. He knows that I'm certainly here to help him. Sure. And I'm building him from the ground up. But the one thing that Bill has been strongly uh, opinionated about is what happens when they leave the league. And he knows a lot of players that have been treated poorly after the fact. And I think as you follow my broadcast with Bill Winters, and you'll start to listen to more, you'll know where I'm coming from down the road. But Bill's saying the same message that Eric Hippel has been saying. And I think that's the one thing that tends to get lost a little bit is after the fact. And one of the reasons why this next collective bargaining agreement could be a little bit more contentious is that these guys that are playing now will become former players, and it will be affected by them. And, you know, whether DeMora Smith cares about their long-term interest or not, time will tell. But this is something that cannot be ignored, and that's why I think Eric Hiffel having him on as a guest for us on the Rudog show yesterday was vitally important, only because it was designed to bring out some initial awareness on our platform so that we can go ahead and expand, expand upon that down the road. You know, I, I, I completely agree with you, and I think there needs to be more conversation in regards to these players right. and, and where they're headed. Are, are, they, are, are they living a life that they really want? What is their quality of life? Is their quality of life consistent with the parameters of what their daily goings-on actually are? Or are these guys just playing it by ear and hoping and praying that maybe they'll come up with a collective bargaining agreement that will actually benefit them in the long run? Don't forget the NFL... Uh, openly admitted to the fact that concussions have, have some contributing factor to CTE, yet they're paying them pennies on the dollar. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're going about it. I don't know what the ins and outs are. I do know this. These players aren't getting the help that they need. I'm glad Eric Kippel spoke up. I'm glad we had a conversation yesterday. Now, no, I'm not black-eyeing or blackballing the NFL. What I'm saying is, is that Eric Kippel is one of those guys designated. He took that upon his own shoulders to say, you know what? This is what I need to do. This is how I'm going to help. And the ways that he's helping are helping other players. So, again, going back to what these players are missing, they're missing a lot, to be quite right. honest with you. Not only are you missing a lot physically, but they're missing a lot mentally. And as the time ticks, time waits for no one. You know that. Right, oh yeah. So as, as, as time ticks along, these guys aren't getting the help that they need, and they're wasting away. Well, so, again, hopefully we'll be able to get some of these players sent out to Simkovich Cranial Institute, uh, and, and your free consultations there. You go to SimkovichCranialInstitute.com for any players that are listening right now. Because, again, this is this is information for you. Uh, contact Eric Kippel. 
I'm sure he's readily available. I'm sure you already know who he is. If you're out there, if right. you're a former player, you should already know and get the help you need. There's a former Detroit Lion by the name of Eric Kramer, who I who's a friend of mine on Facebook, and I've tried to reach out to him on Messenger, and he's really struggled after his career, uh, largely due to the fact that, the again, the physical toll that the league took on him went through depression issues and contemplated suicide. And a lot of these issues that we're talking about right now, Root Dog, is that we go out there and realize that who's to say a lot of these players after the fact are going through these problems. Again, I don't want to sit here and mention one guy when there's probably a million other players out there. No, we're not blackballing or hammering the NFL. But what we are trying to do is bring out awareness uh, and bring and bring attention to something that definitely needs to be talked about. And as we continue to build our brand, Rudy, okay, the main thing is it's up to us to take the proactive approach to do exactly what we're going to do to hammer that message home with the, as many people as we possibly can to do it. Yeah, no, I've I've, I've been about this for years. I, I've always been about helping players and, and getting them the help that they need and, and being able to truly recognize that there's a problem. And the minute they don't think that there's a problem, Look, I'm not going to say that Antonio Brown has CT. I'm not a doctor. I don't know these things. I don't have a PhD. I'm not going to pretend to know. But I know this. His actions, the things that he has done, the alienation of his own family, his own children, his own girlfriend, really begs the question, is this pure, unadulterated narcissism? Or right. is there something really wrong with him? I'm, I, I don't care what, what former players say about Antonio Brown. All I know is, is that from my own experience, from recognizing, and I've had my own concussions. Don't get me wrong, I have, I, and I'll openly admit it. And I've talked about it on air before. Right. Um, but not that I've received helmet to helmet contact because I have. I've had a couple and, myself. And, and, and well, I've, I'll be honest with you, it's not like I'm driving in a car and I'm putting right. the helmet on because I'm on a short bus. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that when it when it comes to the things that he has done, really begs the question. You really have to ask yourself. I know Chris Muller may disagree with me in Pittsburgh. We're talking on 93.7 The Fan right now about it. Right. But, again, it begs the question as whether or not he truly has CTE. Right. Now, again, I'm not singling out Tony Brown. What I'm saying is, is that him, amongst other players that exhibited the same type of behavior, right. have to be looked at. And, again, Eric Kippel is a guy who can help. I hope he reaches out to Dr. Charles Simkovich, who can assist him with this further in order to get better evaluation, better testing, and maybe give these guys – a little bit back of, of who they were because they're no longer who they are without that type of assistance, not going to a neurosurgeon, not going to a psychologist, not going to a regular old doctor here, take two and call me in the morning. It doesn't work that way. It's much more complicated than that now, especially since we've seen a rise in concussions in the NFL in 2019. Well, I think the thing that's important to understand is not only whether it's Eric Hipple, but when you think of guys like Mike Adamley as a person whose wife is doing a remarkable job, you know, staying by his side and trying to uh, make sure that the best quality of life that he has. And, I, again, you know, Eric was a guy that we were able to gain access to. But I think what's so rewarding about the Super Bowl experience, even though that was your first involvement with it, and I've had four previous opportunities with it, is you're going to find that during the radio row and in the media center, there are a lot of guys out there looking to promote their cause. There are. You know, Barry Sanders was out there doing it. And if you walk around, I could spend hours and hours and hours in there and uh, and finding players to talk about and promote what they're doing. The Super Bowl, on the outside, to the average fan, okay, Rudy, and Janet, I know she's paying attention as well. She's our producer in the background. However... 
the thing that's important to understand is this. Folks, there's a game, and I'm not watching any of the boredom of all the pregame and how you break this thing down like an operation game with skeletons all over the place and or sink, uh, or this is Battleship and all that games within the game. I don't really care. I have deliberately gone out of my way to not watch those programs. However, when you're involved, you're there, you're talking to players, you're talking to the newsmakers, that's when it gets interesting. The stories within the stories. And if anybody has any concept about what journalism, and a lot of them do, okay, that's the challenge when you put together a production along those lines. Well, you, you have to be able to, 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 to come up with, with a game plan. Uh, this, and you're right. This is my very first Super Bowl media week that I've attended. Right. But it's like the draft that I attended in the sense of these are guys entering the league. These are guys who are now reaching the pinnacle of their career to play in a game that most of them will never have a lifetime to play, never get an opportunity to play in the world's biggest on the world's biggest stage in the world's biggest game to play in a soup in a Super Bowl. I want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo for a minute. Sure. He played as a backup for Tom Brady in the Super Bowls that, that he appeared in as a New England Patriot. He didn't see a down. Not one down. Now right. he gets to be a starter. And not only does he get to be a starter, but it's a starter in a Super Bowl, which he had never done. Right. So it's going to be quite interesting to see what those dynamics are. And and my point is this you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you're going to be there to play the absolute best game of your life. But what happens after that? How do you live after that? Do you continue playing for another 5, 10, 15 years? Players like Jerome Bettis, who didn't think he was going to get a ring, ended up coming back for one final season because Ben Roethlisberger reached out to him and said, you know what, come on back. I promise you, verbatim, I promise you, we will win a title. And that's exactly what happened. Now, when it comes to having a game plan for those journalists that are really listening right now, I've had six years in the broadcast media industry. Scott, you've had over 40. Right. When you when you talk about interviewing players and getting to know who they are, players always have a story. They always want to talk about themselves. They always want to promote their brand. Oh, right? Yeah. We totally we totally concur with that. Right. But what's missing is, is a story about who they are. How did they get to this point? Right. I've spent six years trying to get to know who these guys are outside of it. I had a Hall of Fame pit tight end and head coach for the Chicago Bears, Mike Ditka, on the Root Dog Show. And he didn't want to talk about broadcast. Not interested. Where are you going with this? I'm just trying to follow your career, coach. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to kind of get you well-rounded so that way we can start at point A and go all the way to point Z and find out who you are, what you're about, and what you're doing right now. Of course, he's promoting his Ditka cigars, which he has every right to do. It's his brand, his label. Right. Uh, But I think he joined forces with, uh, with, with Jaws, Ron... Ron Jaworski. Right. Of course, he sent me a, a, a video talking about the Root Dog Show, and I was completely flattered. So thanks, Coach, for that one. Uh, but <laughs> but Mike, Coach Mike Ditka didn't want to talk about broadcast because that was not the highlight of his career. Right. His highlight, of, the highlight of his career, is being Buddy Ryan's head coach. I mean, that was his head coach. Regardless, right. your player or not, that's your head coach. Buddy Ryan was a guy who went on to coached the, the the Eagles and you know he had his fame there and so on and so forth. My point is is that once these guys retire, what is their quality of life? Right. Let's 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 recognize where their story is. Let's recognize who they are first. And I think it's about the player first and the athlete second. And I think that that is something that's really remiss to the team's media. Everyone wants to get these hot takes or we're off the hot press or or or, or we want the scoop and this 
come on, man. Seriously? You really think that's going to sell? Yeah, okay, fine. So a, a 25-character blurb is going to get you into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame? Right. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. You're fooling yourself. That's what you think it is. So at the end of the day, this experience for me was absolutely amazing. And I'll, and I'll be willing to do it every single year because it's about the player. It's about what they're trying to promote, what they're trying to do. And I'm, that that's a, provides a perfect segue into Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons is now in a contract year. And for those that don't know, contract year is I played my four years, you drafted me as a rookie, and now I have an opportunity for other teams to look at me, look at my capabilities. And I can guarantee you this, if Dever is smart, which it's kind of elusive to me at times because of all the quarterback picks that have been washouts or um, the Emmanuel Sanders trade, I get that trade. That, that's a totally, totally legitimate. They need another wide receiver, tight end guy, other, other than Noah Fant to run the ball, especially in the red zone. So they need somebody else, and they're going to they're gonna get that guy. My concern is, and I'll go back to Jimmy Johnson as you know, as a good a reference to that, make the right picks with the right players. And with those right players, you'll end up putting together what Kyle Shanahan did for the San Francisco 49ers. And guess where they're at? They're in the Super Bowl. Right. So when it comes to Justin Simmons, I, I, I think a team is going to pick him up. I don't know who's going to pick him up. I know that uh, uh, you have guys like, like Joe Hayden for the Steelers who's going to be retiring right. probably within the next couple of years. Uh, Justin Simmons is an obvious. He is already a Super Bowl winner. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, that's something that's, that's eluding Joe Hayden right now. He hasn't won a title yet. Right. Uh, but he's definitely getting up there in age. Can he still perform? Yes. But they need they need better, much better coverage, especially if you talk about man zone, uh, man man or zone rather. Um, so Justin, very humble, very humble guy, very nice guy. I love talking to him. Uh, and of course, my wife wanted to capture a photo with him. And almost like put a flare up to hey turn around I'm right here take a photo with me, uh, but he didn't he you know he was about other business he wanted to you know again this is a networking event for those that never been to Super Bowl this is a networking event oh, yeah, make no yeah, mistake about yeah. it so Justin working the room talking to broadcast entities trying to get himself out there uh, and I I really appreciate Justin Simmons and he's done a lot of great things since he's been with the Broncos let me let me point out a couple things okay uh, that I really feel are necessary to bring up and that and that being this okay we got about 10 minutes to go in the broadcast and that's this one of the things I learned early in my broadcasting tenure was a guy by the name of Andy Lascano who worked over at Channel 7 here in Miami I'm sure maybe the name rings a bell maybe it does not but at any rate the two things that Andy taught me were outwork your competitors okay if you outwork your competitors you got a puncher's chance if not you'll always beat them nobody can beat a work ethic and coming from a guy like me who's a blue collar guy from Metro Detroit and proud of it okay blue collar is way to go but the thing that I incorporated yesterday with you, and you're seeing this once again for the first time, is you've got to be different. I don't care whether or not there's a crowd around all the other 9 million people in there. My philosophy and gut feeling told me, go after Pereira. I want to be different. If you're different, then you generate human interest, and that's what separates you from somebody else. And that's what I've always learned. I'll never stop thinking that way because it's always worked. Why do you stop anything that's always worked? And I feel that I will never do that. Doesn't mean I won't be open to other ideas. I'm not going there. But I'll work <laughs> your opposition, be different, sure. and as a result, okay, mm -hmm. then you'll be able to stand out because people will say, well, what other things does he bring to the table? What, what is the key to any broadcast? Energy, right, and information. 
And what we do to our broadcast, Rudy, is we bring energy and information. I've stated that on social media as well as you have stated that on social media. What will ultimately go ahead and lead to our ability to uh, succeed long-term? One, if I'm a good enough salesman to get you and your wife to move to southern Florida, I don't know if that'll happen. And if I'm not a good enough salesman or a good enough broadcaster, time will tell. It doesn't matter. But the reality is, is now what we've been able to understand is in tandem, we're not bragging, but I know that the two of us, as we develop our brand, could be as good as anybody, if not better than anybody, because that, that's what we have. The charisma, the energy, the enthusiasm, and the experience, and that's a potent combination. One of my favorite lines through the years that got me through college is something that I titled with STP. And what do you think STP stands for? Uh, Going to get stumped anyways, but try it anyways. Probably. I, I think it has something to do with oil. Yeah, motor oil. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know my you know my philosophy is? Well, at least you got that part right, Rudog. <laughs> That's okay. Right yeah. All right. Well, that's all right. I, I created this on my own. I should patent that too, but I'll I'll go bankrupt if I patent everything and trademark it all. Yeah. SCP actually stands for. This is what we got me through college at the University of South Florida. Slow down, think, and proceed. For those individuals looking to listen to anything, no, we're not talking about Alley and Gator. We're talking about slow down, think, and proceed. Because anything that you do, if you take those lessons, you apply them, then that could be a very strong combination with to do with. And yes, as Janet will realize, that the more Diet Coke I get in my system, the more dangerous it becomes. But who cares whether it's coffee? But I know one thing i got to tell about the Rude Dog, though. He got his first taste of Cuban coffee. What was that like, man? Uh, well, let's see. After which one? The first one or the second one? Well, uh, we'll I just kinda, take it in stages here. After two. The first one was kind of a jolt. The second one wasn't as much. Cause, because, again, I had already had a cup of coffee in between. So it's not as if I... You know, we're at that point very unfamiliar with what Cuban coffee does. But I can tell you this much. I probably won't be drinking again for a while. Uh, and, and, and not because I have to stop, think, and proceed. Uh, is because I just need to stop. No, slow down, think, I, and that, proceed. That, 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 either, again, the no, no, you can't take, take it away. Take. I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you all day long, and I'll get you to get it done. <laughs> but at least he got the motor oil that. part right. Yeah, well, you know, it's all about the motor oil. I don't know what happened to STP, but I do know that sometimes you just got to stop. Uh, period. Uh, but we're, we're not stopping. We're just getting started. Uh, but make sure you look. Go go follow us. We have a, a ton of, of information for you. But I'll, I'll, I'll start first, I guess, since I got the mic, literally. Uh, go to go to at Take No Pledges. Go check out uh, Motorman Rude Dog. Uh, you can follow me at Rude Dog Reyes. This will be posted uh, as well. Of course, for those that don't know, we are on Apple Podcasts and on iHeart Podcasts as well. We like to double dip. Uh, Lord knows I like chips and dip a little too much to give up just having one or the other. Got to have both or forget it. And you can also reach me at Tribune South. I, or if you guys want to look for my personal, it's Scoop. Uh, and then you have f- five threes. So if you've got five fingers, incorporate five threes into the whole equation. So, But, yeah, no, at Tribune South is our business account. And the Root Dog Show and the... Uh, South Florida Tribune, our partners in this venture. And I'm so excited that Rudy Reyes uh, took the uh, opportunity to fly out to the East Coast because what we were building was fantastic. What we're going to build is going to be nonstop, and I'm excited about the partnership that will expand uh, based on what we've done now versus what we're going to do down the road. And it began, uh, you know, again, for a lot of those individuals that want to try to make good contacts, Rudy and I met on LinkedIn and then I brought him on as a guest of the sports exchange as a friendship and the mutual respect level built. 
then obviously Facebook and Twitter, and then the domino effect goes on from there. No, they, they tried to get me to take a Cuban coffee nine million times, and I think your wife is probably glad I did do it because the Miami Beach Convention Center would have needed a new roof if I had that stuff, but then again, I wasn't about <laughs> time at it. I knew what I was getting into. You didn't, but since you're a newcomer to the area, we had to be indoctrinated indoctrinate you to the uh, Cuban coffee. But no, you can reach me at Tribune South, and you can also follow South Florida Tribune on Facebook as well and Instagram. So, you know, we have a lot of ways to get a hold of us. Any comments, feedback, or you want to get involved with the program, you got the Rude Dog and the Motor City Mad Mouth, who will trademark that name at some point. And hopefully you people aren't going to try to steal it from me. Which you won't, because I'll move faster than I talk. So. <laughs> Scott, thanks, man. Always a pleasure. This is, this is a recap. Uh, of our time at Super Bowl 54. And I think it should be noted here that when you talk to all these players, you get to know who they are. It's about it's, it's about their friendship. It's about the network. It's about recognizing that these guys are more than just players. They're people first. So uh, thanks, well, thanks for tuning in. We definitely appreciate the patronage. Like it, love it, but never leave it, but retweet it. Yeah, and I'll just close out by saying this. The Super Bowl is a phenomenal place to network, and that's how I've been able to build my relationships over the years. And thankfully, it paid off when we were uh, at crunch time. So once again, thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. And we'll be ready for the next episode of Motorman and Rude Dog. So stay tuned for that one. It'll be posted on Apple Podcasts as well as uh, in the iHeart Podcast section. So wherever podcasts are sold or rented, wait, they're free. Uh, go to iHeart. You can go to Apple Podcasts. As they'll be there for you and me. Yeah, Google, Spotify, add them to the mix as well. So good. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you on the next time. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.